Uh, so some of those things coming up, you can look more into this brochure. If you have any other questions, you can ask me about it. But I want to spend some time in God's Word. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to open up to uh, Daniel, the book of Daniel. It might seem like a pretty heavy subject here with Daniel uh, for a, a Sunday night, and we're talking about camp all day long and so forth. But uh, this last year, I, I, I've been really challenged. And, and I, I don't take my theology from songs. Uh, I don't want anybody to think about that, that that's who I am. But I was really challenged uh, this last year. We were at a conference last a year ago, last March, and, and one of the guys there was doing a devotional time, and he mentioned this song, and I began listening to it a few times, and it's by a group called uh, Mercy Me, and it's called Even If. And what it does is that it, it talks about uh, the, the fact that God is going to take care of us even if, and it's based kind of off of uh, this book of Daniel and the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But let's back up just a little bit. The lead singer of Mercy Me's name's Bart, and basically they have, uh, to make a long story short, a son who has juvenile diabetes. And so um, basically from the time that he has been was born, he has to be injected. Every time he eats, he has to get an injection. And they estimate he's 13 or 14 or 15 years old now, that he's had 30, 40, 50,000 uh, injections in his lifetime. And so Bart was, uh, at, uh, he sings, you know, they obviously travel around and they do concerts and so forth. But, uh, and over and over and over, he said, I would be told by people that they were praying for me that God would take away this affliction from my son. And uh, he said, you know, I was at the doctor and we got another six-month report and basically it was the same old, same old, that that's just going to continue on uh, with where we're at. And so he, he was just broken in the aspect that, you know, what is God doing? And kind of trying to balance out that thought process where he did believe with all of his heart that if God wanted to change this in his son's life, he could, right? I think all of us would believe that as well. God performs miracles today just like he did in, in, in Bible times. But he may not do that. And if he doesn't, how am I going to react? And so he was brought back to this passage in Scripture. And so just real quickly, let's just back up and think about the, the context of what we're talking about here. You had these four guys. You had Daniel, Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego. And I know we could go back and forth on their names before and after, and we're not going to even get into that tonight. But you had these four guys, and they were taken into captivity. And in those days when a country took over another country, one of the things that they would do is they would take the best of the best of the brightest, right, of the young people. And they would bring them in, and they would try to give them everything that they wanted and train them up with the, the culture and the educational process of, of the new place that they were with the hope that these people would become leaders for their own community and that they would then maybe keep their people from wanting to travel back to wherever they came from. And so that was what was happening in this process. And you remember the account there in the beginning of Daniel where they were given the opportunity where they were supposed to eat all the best food and, and yet it was against what God wanted them to do. And so they said, hold up, hold up, wait a minute, let's not do that. Can we ask for an appeal so that we could eat vegetables? Now, this is where I get a little bit lost in the story. Those of you that know me know that I'm an absolute health nut, right? Which means that if it's meat and potatoes, I'm in. If it's anything else, I'm out. And sugar is clearly the most important food group in all of all of them, right? That's kind of my thought process. And so, I, you know, when I read this account, I'm thinking to myself, I wouldn't have wanted to sign up to eat vegetables instead of meat. But we knew that they did that because that's what God wanted them to do, right? And so they did that. They followed that process. And we know how that they were blessed because of their faithfulness to God. And so then they were given a point, uh, parts of leadership, and then we remember that uh, there came a point when the, the king had a dream, and uh, he went and he wanted uh, all of his uh, people to be able to not only interpret the dream, but they wanted them to be able to tell 
I wanted them to be able to tell him what that dream was. And of course, they weren't able to do that. And so eventually Daniel was called in and he interprets the dream. And the dream basically is, and it goes deeper than this. And I know I'm just kind of washing across this because I want to get to the point that we're going to talk about tonight is, is that he he was the, the king was going to be the head of this next several generations, right, of, of, of kingdoms. And, you know, what took place then, of course, is the king got excited and it went, literally went to his head, right? And he built himself this great big statue. And he wanted everyone to bow down. If they didn't bow down, there's going to be a consequence. And, of course, then we remember that our friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just refused to do that. And so then they had the other people that were there that were jealous of the fact that they had risen up in leadership and so forth. And they told on them like some angry little kindergartners. And so I want to pick up the story in chapter 3, in verse 13. And we get right to where uh, this interaction between Nebuchadnezzar and our three friends takes place. And, and it says there, Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zyre, the, the zither, the wire. Anybody know any of these instruments, by the way? I mean, I've read this so many times, and I, I, I'm lost. I have no idea what all those things are. But anyways, they're all a bunch of musical instruments, right? And all kinds of music. And if you're ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this manner. If we are thrown into blazing service, the furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Now, I know in some versions it, it doesn't say that it, it, uh, even if word, it, it says, uh, but if not. It's the same principle, right? Well, let's put ourselves in their shoes. Now, obviously, I don't believe that probably in our lifetimes, many of us are going to face the premise of us having to be put in a fiery furnace or worship God or not worship God, right? But I do believe that we certainly are in an age where very soon it could be possible that we are going to have to make some hard choices of who we're going to serve. And we're actually given that opportunity every day in our lives in smaller ways that may not be as grand as this, where we're going to lose our life. But the truth is, is that each one of us goes through circumstances, whether it be on a daily or a weekly or a yearly basis, that are difficult. Do we know? And some of them we just can't understand. We prayed for an individual. I don't know uh, this evening before we started. You know who they are. And I'm sure most of us could probably name five or 10 or 15 other people we know that are going through health circumstances or family relationship issues that are just heartbreaking. And how are we going to respond to that? And whether it's that or whether it's someone that's uh, persecuting us in the way that we're going to talk or what, the way that we're going to interact with people in our work and so forth, we have opportunities every day to interact with this principle, this thought process of how is it that we're going to place who are the importance of God in our life in the way that we live out that day or that moment or that time frame? And these guys got it. They got the big picture of the whole thing. 
And, and this is something that I just have been really uh, meditating on this last year, just thinking through this process is every day, am I in that process that when no matter what the circumstance look like around me, that I'm going to say to myself that, you know what, if God wants to change that in a way that would be in my mind beneficial for me, that's going to be awesome. I know that he can do that. He could do that if he wants to. But the reality of it is, is that he may not. And we look at this story oftentimes, especially when we tell children about it, and we look at the awesome finish, right? Look what happened. God saved them. The reality of it is, would God have been any different if he didn't save them? No. It's still the same God, right? And and I just, I've been really ruminating about that and thinking to myself, how can I live that out? And there are a lot of ways that we can do that, but I wrote down a few takeaways. What would... What do you do when you are going through something difficult and you don't get the answer you want? Are we like Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar didn't get the answer he wanted, right? And he kind of reacted like a lot of people in our world do. Yet we want to be more like the boys there, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and dealing with it his way. What are the steps you take when you face trials and unknowns? Because I'm sure each one of you either are going through that have gone through that, or definitely will go through that in your life at some time. How are we going to approach that? In the face of your trials, will you have the faith to trust God, even if He doesn't change those circumstances? That's difficult sometimes, isn't it? How many of us have met people that we know that have prayed for individuals for years upon years upon years upon years without any evidence of something taking place that's going to see change? I want to be one of those types of people. I want to have that faith. I want to be that one that's just going to be driven to recognize that God is just the great God. And despite what I can see in the little small forest that I'm living in right now, it doesn't change who He is. And the reality of it is, if we look in Romans chapter 8, the end, we kind of already know God's given us the ultimate coach's speech, right? He has already won the victory. What a blessing that is for each one of us. That's my encouragement for us tonight. Hopefully it's a challenge that we could go out and live. Appreciate your prayers for Bethany Camp. God's doing some amazing things right now, which means that we may be ready for another time of real challenge, or we may be ready for a period of unbelievable uh, reward. We don't know, but I do know this much. I want to still be faithful to God. I want to see what He has to do in my life and in those that He allows us to have the opportunity to minister to in the coming days. Let's pray. Lord, You are the great God. You're the same God that worked in the lives of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and even in Nebuchadnezzar's life, despite his unwillingness to look and see. Lord, you are the same one that has provided salvation through your Son. What an unbelievable act of love that you've done for us. Lord, help us to live our lives full of joy and excitement because of that, despite what it may look like around us. Lord, as we walk through some really crazy days in our world, that we might be a light to our community, that we would show love to others in a world where people just don't love each other much, and that through that, you would give us the opportunity to share that hope of your son. Just ask these things.